Freedom Story, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And my guest today is Regina Smithwick, born in Harlem, New York, raised in Mount Vernon, New York, and Teaneck, New Jersey. She currently resides in North Carolina with her three kids, and she's the founder of Regina Smithwick Enterprises, LLC, provides certified life coaching, and she's also the creator and producer of Let's Talk 1943, which is also a podcast. It motivates, inspires, and uplifts her audience. How are you doing today? I am wonderful, wonderful, Johnny. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to be on your platform this evening. Thank you. It's great to have you here. That's quite a resume of things that you're doing to motivate people and share uplifting messages. How did you get into that? Actually, I got to it by going through a breakdown. I had a a mental breakdown in 2019. In the midst of that, I discovered who I was and I discovered what God made me to be and my God-given purpose out of that. So coming out the ashes and I decided to live the way that he asked me, wanted me to live. And I've just been blessed with all these attributes and all these talents that I had all this time, but I just wasn't tapping into it because I was worrying about doing other things I shouldn't have been worrying about. So that's how I, I became the author, the motivational speaker, the certified life coach, the talk show podcast host. All of that came in the last two and a half years. Wow. That's a lot in two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like you had a bit of a journey to get to that point. Can you tell me about that? Sure. It started off with just being rejected from a date I was on. And that triggered me because that was something that I had issues with rejection or getting validated, having validating issues. At that point, I was just so tired of being sick and tired, doing this roller coaster, up and down emotional roller coaster of shifting my moods based on what other people say or do to me. You can't let nobody do nothing to you unless you allow the men to do it. So I had to learn that I wasn't really loving myself in a way I supposed to, because if I did, I wouldn't allow these things to happen to me. In the midst of all that, I learned those things and I understood where the universe and how God has all of us here for a reason. Everybody is here for a a God-given reason. Mm -hmm. You're not here for yourself. You're here to serve and you're here to help other people. And if everybody helps everybody, that means everybody's good. It's not about being selfish, but be selfful and give yourself too. I never was a selfish person, but I didn't understand how that really worked. And that's why I was, I kept making the same mistakes over and over and over again. When I finally got that piece down, it seemed like life just kind of like leveled out in everything. And it's not like things are still happening. Like I still, I, I got sick in, in the November. I was in hospital for like 15 days. In the midst of that, I just thought of it totally differently. I said, you know, there's a lesson in this. There's something that's supposed to be going on with me in this. It's not about what was me, why me, why I'm in hospital. No, it's something that I'm supposed to come from. And I always believe God gives you these tests so you have testimonies. I knew that that's what it was. So I took it as that and I didn't see it as being a negative thing. I had to learn that everything supposedly bad or good is really not bad or good. It's just experiences that we just need to learn from and find out why we're going through them. That whole thing taught me all of that. Mm-hmm. 
there's definitely lessons to learn in everything. God is an abundance of lessons. He just <laughs> needs to help us open our eyes and open our ears to, to see and hear those lessons that he has for us because they're for our good. You know, mm -hmm. like he just wants to help us grow and become more like him and, and just, you know, walk in his presence every day. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you talk about God revealing these things to you and helping mm -hmm. you through this part of your journey in life. Mm -hmm. So was faith always a part of your life? Yes. My grandmother was a Pentecostal pastor, Maddie J. Nobles, and I was raised with Pentecostal Baptist background. I always knew about God. God was always in a part of my life. My parents always been in church and you know, they raised in church themselves. They stayed in church. They still was in church. So I was raised in a church setting all my life. When I was in my 20s, I started doing whatever. And then I came back fully back into it in my early 30s. And I didn't realize that I was there, but I wasn't really there. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I, I went mm -hmm. to church, but I just wasn't completely doing everything that I needed to do. And I'm still in a work in progress. I'm way better than I was. I understand my assignment now. I understand what I need to do. And as I said, we all humans and we all fall short, but at least I know a baseline. I know a foundation of this now. Before I was going to things and, and showing up and being physically present there, but I was not really walking the whole walk, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. It makes sense. So what made the change for you? What turned that switch from being in the status quo mm -hmm. to starting in that relationship where you found your purpose, that true relationship with Christ? Like what made you flip from not settling for the, just the average to mm -hmm. wanting that real vibrant relationship with God? You just hit it, Johnny, the relationship with God. I was going to church. I believed in God. But I didn't have a relationship with him on that next level that I understand what's happening. I understand that, like I just said, that lesson of understanding why things happen. I used to worry about things, even about money. I realized how that works. It's energy. It's just, it passes. It's there. It's going to show up. Don't get all stressed out about. I learned not to get stressed about stuff because stress is showing that you don't trust God mm -hmm. and his will. And what's happening to you is supposed to happen to you. We have free will, but if you're doing everything you possibly do in that situation and it's still not completely panning out, you got to sometimes wait it out, let it go through and, and see what happens. Those are the things that you learn as you learn God and you start reading and you start understanding how he works. You're not as worried no more or you're not as stressed no more or you don't let people get at you no more or you don't let things move switch you like I literally let people switch my moods I could be in a good mood and if somebody does something that rejects me or gets me upset it changes I gave people power over me and when I took my power back and said you know what I'm not gonna let this stress me out I had to release some people from my life in this journey and that's another thing too I think a lot of people don't understand that when you do do shifts like this or, or you really start getting into how God wants you to live, remember, you're not living that way at that moment. So when you start living that way, there's going to be some people that's not going to, not say they don't agree with it, but a lot of people don't want to hear all that. And a lot of people are not there. You have to understand that in this process of this isolation or whatever way he takes you with it, you're going to have to let go of some people. Like everybody's not going to be able to take this journey with you and not in a rude and nasty way, it's just sometimes you just drift off and you may check on you once in a while and I still love you, whatever, but I, I can't do with the things I were doing before in certain aspects and whatever way God 
has you designed to do. Everybody has their own way. For sure. There's people that uplift you and give you energy. And there's people that just sap it right out of you. You know, because they're on different paths. And I know for myself, when I really committed my life to the Lord, I had a lot of people that were my quote unquote friends that mm -hmm. just dropped out of my life. And mm -hmm. that's okay because we didn't have anything in common anymore. That's and, it, right? Yeah. You want to be surrounded by people that one, you know, they're on the same journey, although mm -hmm. there'll be different pieces in it for everybody because we're all unique. Mm -hmm. But we're all striving for the same prize mm -hmm. and you need people in your life that can pray for you and you can pray with. That's mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. I think the people that you're talking about, it's not like you're saying you're better than them. And I think that's a myth or that's something that people think when you become closer to Christ, that you think you're better than everybody else and you holy roller now and everything you do is right. And everything else, everybody else do is wrong. <laughs> and it's not that you're still learning too. Like I tell people, I'm still learning, even though I've been a Christian and I've been baptized since I was 12 years old, this part, the way I'm living now is new to me too. And I'm not perfect at it. But if you listen to yourself, you'll know when somebody's not right for you in your life and you'll try to force it because you feel I've had to be loyal. I've, I've known them for 30 years. I knew them for 40 years. I got to be loyal. We've been friends since elementary school, but it's not like you're not their friend. You just can't walk that walk with them anymore. Like the daily walk you used to do with them. Like you had to learn how to balance things out. And I think the friends that you were saying that fell off, they just was friends who were not, was not ready to receive. They wasn't ready. They wasn't at that level to be able to receive new information because their belief systems are different now. I mean, your belief system is different now. Theirs is still the same. And that used to be your old belief system because that's why y'all related. And that's why y'all are friends because y'all share that belief system. But when you start understanding how Christ wants you to live and how he wants you to do certain things, like I'm not perfect now. I'm gonna tell you that right now, far <laughs> from it. I have things, I, I still listen to my music. I love hip hop, but I noticed that things that are changing in my life is I can't watch that TV shows that bunch of cursing and I can't look at reality TV shows like I used to. I don't have time to binge watch stuff all over the place. I could tell certain things like that I, I'm really like not with no more. And I'm really conscious on certain things that I listen to because I understand now that things that you listen to and things you allow in you, in you are, are, are you. So I'm getting that now it's, and it's starting to work with me. But I do notice differences now, like certain things I don't do anymore and it, I don't miss it. Yeah. God says that he takes the scales off our eyes. Mm -hmm. And as he takes the scales off our eyes and we start to see those things in his perspective, mm -hmm. it becomes a lot easier to let those things go because they're time stealers for one, mm. you know, I like that. Time and stealers. they don't bless or encourage you or build your faith, mm -hmm. right? Because we're not warring against flesh and blood. We're warring against powers and principalities of darkness. We have to be very careful about what we let into our life and what we keep in our life, as you've said. You talked about living with purpose, which mm -hmm. everybody needs to find their purpose in life. I mm -hmm. agree with that 100%. I noticed on your bio, you were talking about a revelation that you had that birthed your book. Can mm -hmm. you tell me about that? Yeah, sure. My book is called Adoption of Unknown Blessing. And based on the title, you'll guess it. I was an adopted child. I am still adopted. You know, <laughs> it doesn't go away. <laughs> uh, adopted child. I already know I was adopted. It wasn't a secret or anything. I knew since I was seven years old, but I could suppressed it and I really didn't touch it anymore. 
And I didn't realize that when I was doing that, I was hiding from myself. And when I was hiding from myself, I mean, I wasn't loving myself. If I wasn't loving myself, that meant I let people do what they want to do with me because I didn't value myself. So it all strings together. And that's a, a form of trauma. And a lot of people don't get those correlations and how they really work because you try to separate things because you don't talk about it or you don't use it. You think it doesn't affect you. Your body, your mind understands what you're doing. You can fool yourself. Your mind is not fooling. It's very smart. And it knows that you're hiding something. And then therefore, it's going to trigger other things in you. I had validation issues, low self-esteem. I was a people pleaser. I needed validation from men and from women and friends and everybody. I just needed you to tell me how great I was because I didn't realize I was great. I needed you to tell me that. So in the interim of learning about my adoption, I was able to stand in my truth. And I wasn't hiding no more. I let people like, look, on my 50th birthday, I was like, I'm adopted and I'm proud of it. And God blessed me four times. He gave me two parents that got me here and two parents to raise me. And I had no control of that situation at all. Granted, I was seven. I took a child decision. I took it through my life. I never corrected that child. I let that child continue on all the way till I was 50 years old. But when I realized I'm great and I'm beautiful and nothing's wrong. And being adopted is nothing wrong with that. And when I released that and realized it wasn't that big, I made it bigger than what it was. And when I realized it wasn't that big, my life just a whole, it's like I kicked down the door and I was like, okay, it's time for me to live now. It's time for me to live that purpose. It's time for me to do what God had brought me here to do now because I'm not ashamed of who I am. It just opened up the floodgates. And ever since then, I've been doing everything you read on my bio because Ain't nothing stopping me no more. I was hiding for 40 something years. Jesus says he is the truth and the truth will set you free. There's freedom in recognizing those different traumas and events and things in our life that some we had no control over and some we have control over and some controlled us. Mm-hmm. Yet when we let Jesus set us free from those, there is freedom in that. There's huge freedom in that. Big freedom. A lot of times you don't realize what freedom is until you experience that um, because we are so used to normalizing things and making things to seem like, because we don't know better. I actually went to a spiritual life coach. She opened my eyes. She's the one that helped me see. I read a book. It was called A 30-Day Mental Diet. I'm not sure if you ever heard of that book. It's a beautiful book. And who's the author? I can't remember. It was Kendrick. I think it's the last name, if I'm not mistaken. But I can give it to you later on, but it's called 30 Day Mental Diet. I read that book and it's a very easy read because it's only five minutes in the morning and you reread the same thing at night. Hmm. And then in the morning, in the, at night, you read it in the daytime at night, you write your little couple sentences about whatever that topic is. What it basically do is tell you how God has you and how when you were born, you were placed in this universe for a purpose. And it shows you how important you are. Everything that you do, everything that happens, everything is said, like me and you talking today, it's important. There's a purpose and reason for this. And even if we don't know the purpose and reason is, somebody's going to be listening to this. It's going to be for one. It could be for one person. Absolutely. But God already designed that divine order that that one person is going to, they're going to make them turn it on and they're going to hear this broadcast and they're going to be touched. That's how things work. Everything is connected. We all connected. When I read that book and understood, I said, wow, it changed my life because I understood I have a reason to be here. If it touches the people that needs to touch, God will take care of the rest. 
I don't get all, all into all those numbers. Do you understand that he already got this under control? I always say you do the possible, he does the impossible, right? Amen. As long as you do what you're supposed to do and you're doing it to your best ability, he's going to do the rest. It's not going to happen when you want it to happen. It's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. A lot of times we try to control things that we don't need to control and we need to put energies in other things. And I had to learn that. This world has worked like that. The, our companies that we work for, organizations that we are part of, they work on that stuff. And it's not right. It's not, it's not how it goes. You, you can't control that. You can't make the narrative change sometimes. Sometimes it's going to roll the way it's going to roll. You got to roll with the punches and understand it later on. He's going to explain it to you later. We don't never want to wait for later. We want everything right now. That's the world we live in, isn't it? Yes. You could tire yourself out and you can beat your head against a wall and you can grind your fingers to the bone trying to do the will of God. And if it's not the right thing that he wants you to do, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And sometimes that's going to happen at that moment. Your mind, like for my adoption, I, I, you know, I thought about it. It wasn't meant for me to find my birth family at 25, at 30, at 40. My mindset was not like this. I just got this mindset. You know what I'm saying? So it wouldn't even work because I don't know how my relationship would have been with them. I don't know how they would react or how I would react or how I would take things because I was not equipped for that. Because that is a big emotional experience to reach out to your birth family. because You don't know what they're going to say back to you. You don't know they're going to take you in or not, or they're going to reject you. Like you have to be really ready for that. So I knew that it wasn't time for me to find them back then. Cause people will say, why it took you so long? I said, yeah, like I'm going like to a party or something. When you're not adopted, I understand. Some people don't get it. They don't understand. But when you have all your life, you dreamed about it or you thought about it and you visualized in your head how it's going to go and you got to sit there at that door and, and hope and they open it up, man, that's, that's, that's some woo, that's some nerves right there. But I knew it wasn't time. So I understand that timing is basically the key of a lot of stuff. You got to just let things play out. Like think about all the great people that was in our lives, like uh, Mother Teresa or Gandhi or Nelson Mandela, you notice how nice and killed they are? Mm-hmm. They, they very, like nothing gets on, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Nelson was in jail for over 30 years, just sitting there. They don't, cause they understood that it just is the way God works. And when you understand that you calm down, you don't get all riled up about every little thing. How did God prepare you for that meeting? And how did you find the preparation on the other side of that door? with your birth family, had God prepared them too? No problems with my sister, my brothers, my well, sisters and brothers, my dad. They all knew of me. Well, some of them did, some of them didn't. But they knew of me, but they didn't know nothing about me. My birth mother passed away and she didn't really talk about it and say too much about it. So they didn't really have nothing to work with. What prepared me was doing my work and having the life coach. And that gave me the courage because as I started realizing who I was and what I was, and I'm a child of God, he doesn't want anything but the greatness for me. He don't want nothing to harm me, understanding that. So that gave me the courage enough to go and do that and get the kit and take the test and get the results and make the, you know, do the little emails to the ones that I saw that was related. And I always believe that when things are godly or things are supposed to be done, they are done easily and effortlessly. Mm-hmm. It seemed like things kind of just walked into place. So when I did the kit, I got the information, did it, got my results back. I did only two emails. I sent an email to one of my cousins and my dad, one of my cousins and my mom, 
They got back to me less than 30 minutes. We talked on the phone. They said, yes, I know who they are. They contacted their mothers because they're my second cousins and my parents' first cousins. I was instantly connected with everybody in one day. Wow. And one day I got in contact with all my immediate family and I was introduced to everybody in one day. It was supposed to happen. When we're doing what God wants us to do, things just fall into place. Easily and effortlessly. It does. And there's joy in it. There's absolute absolute joy in in walking in God's ways. It is. And I just saw a movie on Netflix yesterday, and it's a Christian-based movie, The Perfect Match, I think it's called. And it was about that. The girl was uh went to church. She used to read the bulletins every every week at church. She she was in church, she was in the front pew and everything. And her boyfriend was not in life. He was not in the life. He didn't really, he did not not believe, but he just didn't go to church and whatever. And she was trying, like, oh, I'll pray for you to come to church. And then finally, when he came to church, it really affected him. And God really talked to him. So <laughs> then he started questioning her. He's like, Well, how? You know, he like, we used to go out and party and drink and all that stuff. And he's like, I don't want to do that no more. She's like, What are you talking about? So like, you tripping. Yeah. <laughs> but she's the one that been going to church first. It's amazing how God works through people, right? So yeah. he ended up bringing up with her. Yeah. The one who was going to church. Because <laughs> he realized that that wasn't right. And he did he wanted to live right. Yeah. It's amazing, you know, and, and they say you asked for it, you want him to go to church. Now he's going to church. Now he's telling you you ain't doing right. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And I saw that and I said, that was me. I I understood what, what happened. Like I was going to church and everything, but I just not was not doing everything I suppose. And I'm still not doing everything. I'm still walking through this. I understood what that movie was about. And it's true. A lot of us are like that. Yeah, but you're you're walking with purpose and clear direction now. So that's the difference. Yeah, it's a difference. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you to leave our audience with one thought about God. What would you tell them? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean not on your own understanding and trust in God in all, his, well, all your heart, and he will straighten out your crooked path. That was really what got me through, is not leaning on my understanding. So that would be my takeaway. Amen. There's a lot of power in that and a lot of blessing in letting God have the reins of our life. Kind of like steering your car and it's not letting that, you know, let anybody just take your steering wheel and being control of your life, allowing God to do what he got to do in your life. Amen. Well, it's been such a blessing to have you on the show. God bless you for all that you're doing. I'm expecting to hear great things about your ministry and where can people find your book, by the way? Well, my book is on Amazon, Adoption of Unknown Blessing, and my talk show, Let's Talk, is it's called Let's Talk 1943, a live show, and it's on Amazon, excuse me, on um, YouTube and on Facebook Live, and I'm actually on a, a gospel Christian TV show now. It's called Christian Chats. It's on Wednesdays on the Daily Gospel Network, and it, it's all over. It's on Roku and Apple and Amazon Fire, so I am doing a christian tv show now too as well talk show it's amazing the doors that god will open for us when we let him have the reins right amen amen john you're right about that god bless you again for being here and and it's been such a pleasure and hopefully we can do this again yes i would love to come back thank you so much for your time thank you sometimes this world is a cold cold place And you feel so all alone When the trips are down 
the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.